What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 178 of your favorite podcast, the Grand Podcast. I have missed you guys so much. I hope you guys have missed my raspy, loud, obnoxious voices. Well, today, I have your 2021 Class B Junior Nationals runner-up, Bikini, soon-to-be champion, and soon-to-be new. I am BB Pro Megan Long joining the podcast today to talk about her second place finish at Junior Nationals. Talk about her why. We're going to discuss Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and we're going to have a fun conversation here at the end talking about uh, what our favorite part is or what we're looking forward to the most. Heading into Friday. As always, Squirt Eye Podcast provides you by Revive So Much, provides you by Raw So Much. Just come to Check out to support your boy. Please leave us a five star radio review. I would appreciate it a ton. Man, it feels good to be back. I'll see you inside. It has been quite a while. I don't even know what the fuck to say. I don't even know like what to say. Like it's beyond. It's like it's it's beyond. I missed you guys. It was like I felt like a piece of me had just left and gone away for the last month of contest prep. I got tough. I got tough. Huh? That's putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just you know. I was just trying to keep up with my... It's funny, you know, we're talking about your why in bodybuilding, and we're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, which is obviously something we're going to get into. That's like physiological needs, safety, love, self-esteem, self-actualization. It's like, man, at the end of bodybuilding prep, self-actualization, gone. Self-esteem, gone. Love and belonging, gone. Safety and security, honestly, you just don't care. You are like... At the lowest point of physiological needs. That <laughs> <But> anything... <laughs> like, <laughs> anything comes your way as a bonus. Any, everything that you care about at, like, at, at the beginning of prep or like outside of prep, you just don't really care about very much anymore. Like, say... The, the dogs. NBA, like, like, <laughs> like the, the NBA playoffs. Usually, you know, I know what's going on, right? And all of a sudden, the only fucking thing you care about is your next mealtime. Like you're just counting down the minutes. Like, we're going to fucking eat again. God damn. What can I do to distract myself until then? Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, um, obviously, the season ended. Um, it ended with an overall win, which I was very excited about at the Kuklo. And then it ended on a, you know, about five days shorter than we anticipated it ending. Um, and I said I would kind of briefly talk about that. Um, so, essentially... I have, and we, we, we did not know the, uh, the intricacies of this until, well, five days out from my show, really, um, but I have a genetic kidney disorder that essentially causes me to um, turn over electrolytes, um, water, um, potassium, sodium. It essentially causes me to turn over at a much faster rate um, than, you know, what normal people do. And it's interesting, you know, like looking back my entire life even like in middle school and stuff like in sports is always having like cramping issues stuff hydration issues things alike um and you know it's interesting kind of come full circle you know a lot of you guys followed me until I was in um 18 for that prep for um the first shot or the the second shot I was going to have in Mr. Ohio um and uh, I ended up in the hospital for an extended stay because I was experiencing renal failure at the time there was never, like, a pinpoint on what exactly went on, what happened. I just, like, kind of took everything slow. Instead, he get back into health. Fast forward to the 2019 Mr. Ohio Prep, but I'm in an air-conditioned gym, 
right? 2018, I was training not in an air conditioned gym. 2019, I'm in an air conditioned gym. Now, this prep, uh, you know, House of Games does not have air conditioning yet. And I have another kidney issue that pops up five days out. Like, man, it was brutal. I didn't pee for two days. Like, I was just sweating. Everything out, dude, it was nuts. Um, and, you know, some people, well, I don't put it on, like, Instagram or anything. And some people are like, oh, my God, like, steroids, like, holy shit. Like, all my other blood work is actually really, really, really good. And so if it's a huge steroid, um, you know, situation, well, my heart markers wouldn't be very good. My liver markers would, you know, definitely be very poor. Um, and they were all actually uh, in range, albeit at the higher end of range, uh, but they were all in range. Um, so... You know, we saw that, and it just didn't really make sense to anybody. That's kind of when we brought in a kidney specialist, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, there's something a lot bigger going on here. So that's what happened Why I pulled out Junior Nats Prep. I really wanted to push. I told Matt, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Matt said it's just not worth it. Like, the five days, um, you know, when you have a kidney issue going on, um, and it was it was pretty bad. I was, kind of, I was pretty miserable. I was very miserable. Um we have that going on. It's just not worth pushing. Um, so, pulled out. Here we fucking are. But Megan, on the other hand, uh, bounced back from... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They Junior USA, this was very disappointing. And, you know, to say the least, that was a pretty low day. For both of us, it was... Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good day. We went to Junior Nats. First time in top five. Yep. At a national show. Got a pro qualifier. Second place finish to someone who's been knocking on the door for pro card for about you know two competition seasons now, and a fantastic champion, Kerrigan Pike. Absolutely. Um, and you know now, you know I will say I, I, I do want rematches in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you make that happen. <laughs> but you know it was it was uh, like Kerrigan definitely won. Like she she definitely won. As she deserved to. As she deserved to. But, I mean, you were right there swinging away. You know, second place finish. Came up to you in the gym the other day, and I was like, honestly, how does it feel to, like, know that you're battling for a pro card? Like, you're in the middle of the stage with, you know, somebody else. Like, how's that? What's that feel like, like, when you're up there? I just can't describe the feeling. It's kind of like it just... Everything that you did is just... It was worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, that moment, like, nobody can take that from you. It's just... It's exhilarating. Oh, it has to be extremely exhilarating. It still doesn't have, hasn't really set in, I guess, until Brandon mentioned the other day that he ran into somebody and they were like, oh, your sister yep. almost turned pro. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, I did, huh? Hey, that's pretty fucking good, <laughs> yeah, I huh? Like, Wait, I did almost turn pro. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was pretty fucking amazing watching up there. You know, obviously, Megan and I have a you know, different relationship than the majority of my athletes and I have, uh, to say the least. So it's, it was pretty wild watching like, Oh shit, this is, you know, I started coaching her, um, close to two years ago. We're just under two years. Um, I started coaching her and, um, you know, actually it was two years next month. Yeah, it was July. Two years next month. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so it's, you know, when, yeah, I mean, when she started with me, she, like, 100, she wasn't a very good bikini competitor. She was okay. She was very average. But I was willing to work harder yeah, than but she to was, become good. Yeah, but she was willing to work really fucking hard. And, you know, she's obviously put that work in, um, you know, built her physique up to, you know, such a remarkable place. Now, you know, f- finishing one spot short of your pro card to your nationals, that's wild. Um, 
you know, I, as a coach on my end, I've definitely been pretty fired up since that too. It's like, man, so that's, that's my fourth, um, one placing finish away from a pro car in the last two full competition seasons. So we're actually going to finish it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're going to finish it this week. We're going to close that door this week. I feel like so we're five days out. And when you guys hear this, we're four days out from NPC universe, a little bit different approach here than junior Nats. Um, you're up about two pounds, but you're a lot harder. I, I would say you're you're about ten percent harder right now than you were um, with one day to go until junior nats, and that was kind of the goal. You know, the feedback you got from judges was change nothing, maybe a tad tighter. But and, don't overdo it. Yeah, but don't overdo it. You know, we're there right now, so we'll probably land around the same weight on show day. I would anticipate. But it'll be firmer, you know, and, and, and a tighter overall look because of some of the changes we're doing right now, like, um, you know, a big thing is driving down inflammation right now. You know, I think that the little tiny bit of body fat that we want to utilize, we're, we're mobilizing that right now through the diet, through the um, low impact activity throughout the day, like hitting steps, um, through the training you're doing, and then, you know, through the supplementation, like there's no cardio going on. And last time, you know, going on, on five days out, you were still doing 90 minutes or yeah. maybe a little longer. Even um, the day before show, I was still like at like 40. Yeah. The day before show, you still did 40. Um, but you know, we also, we, we've picked up this very bio individual, you know, Megan looks a lot better after she moves and trains for the day. Um, not everyone looks like that. Some people get kind of blurry, uh, their physique blurs a little bit um, just because that's the way their muscles kind of fill out when, uh, you know, the blood and water, sodium, glycogen, everything's pushing against them. They just get a little blurry or they get a film of subcutaneous water that their physique responds to training with. You know, with Megan, she gets significantly tighter. And so especially as we start manipulating water closer to the show and I have her doing that cardio, um, so if, if you're getting tighter during your training, right, then subcutaneous water has to be being pulled into the muscle cell or excreted, right? It can't just be staying in the same place and you have a different looking physique. Something's happening to it. And it's not like you're like dropping body fat and then gaining it back or whatever, like while you're training, right? Like it's, it's all a water and electrolyte thing. And so training is very good for your body to, you know, um, just make you appear tighter. So we did is on the day before the show, you did 40 minutes, mm -hmm. right? Did you do any on show day? No. None on show day? Water was pretty low. Yeah, water was really low. So that day before, the cardio the day before the show, as we're manipulating water down, as long as the, the athlete's been properly hydrated throughout the week, so this isn't just something you pull at the last minute if everything else hasn't happened earlier in the week, right? We have an entire system that leads up to this. We pull the water back. Her body keeps moving the water subcutaneously during the physical activity, but it's not able to replace that water afterwards. Once water gets pulled into the muscle cell, the only way you can force that water out of the muscle cell is one, through excretion, which you know is urination or bowel movement, or two, if you overflow the muscle cell. If you, that's essentially called spilling over. So at that point, when you get that water to muscle cell, your job is to keep it there. You know, with Megan, I did like a, a very light 
watering every hour. We were doing all by the hour, right? Or by 30 minutes? Every hour. By the hour, we were doing like rice cakes and uh, fat on show day and, and sodium here and there. Just as I saw fit to make sure it's just enough to keep that water in the muscle. We don't want to lose the pop. And, you know, especially with adrenaline flowing, you know, that, that does force cortisol to go higher. Um, you know, her thyroid is, we're, we're controlling her thyroid so it's not dropped off heavily. Um, you know, that is burning a lot of energy. The adrenaline rush. That's, that's a massive cortisol turnover. What's cortisol take uh, to be able to be made? Well, it, it takes a little bit. Cholesterol takes a little bit. Glycogen is very, it's, it uh, has a glycolytic effect. Okay, so we just have to essentially feed and, you know, hang on to that. Now, in a perfect world, you just find that point and tell the athlete to be calm. <laughs> but, like, the reality is if you're, if, like, you're someone who's a competitor, like, you're ready to kick ass. I mean, especially, you know, you get really locked in. I feel like last year was, like, the most calm I've ever By been. far. Even when I was yeah. running late, I was like, I'm chilling. Yeah, Come you were you're chilling a little bit too much when you are running late. I can't lie. I was like, right, <laughs> we got to go. Like, it's really going to be go. fine. It's going to be fine. We'll be fine. Everyone just calm down. Yeah, and, you know, I was like, they're, they're not going to go on stage without the second best class B competitor <laughs> in the NPC right now, are they? Huh? Right now, right. <laughs> Except for not right now, first. Now you're number one. Yeah. We're going to get that Friday. Fuck yeah, I'm we ready. are. I'm ready. Friday's a wild looking day. So Universe has a bunch of master's classes. Oh my Like gosh. so many master's classes. So 60 and over. Many. Yeah, they 60, 60 and over. And I over. bet you eight but, total. Put your grandma on there, dude. Pro card. <laughs> hey, baby. Literally, she just has to show up top two GoPro. There's only going to be one in each I, class. I think only top one goes from a master's, right? Are they going to no condense idea. them all, right? No. What? No. They have 60 A, B, C, and D. Oh, with that, they might. There's no way there's that many 60-year-olds competing. Yeah, if you've never been to a Masters Pro Qualifier, it's it's a long fucking day. It really is, but Universe, really, really excited for that one. You know, it's funny. We were in Charleston for Junior USA, and we were leaving. I was like, I just get this really weird feeling that, like, you're supposed to turn pro in Charleston. I got this really fucking weird feeling. Like, we'll be back. And at the time, we knew we were doing junior nats. And I was like, man, I know we're going to be way improved there. I just had this, like, feeling that you were supposed to turn pro in Charleston. So, I guess this week, and you know we're going to see. Um, Shows good. You feel good? I feel really good. You feel, you we feel also confident? Said, I feel like we're not meant to turn pro second place. So. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We, we, we would really prefer turning pro first place. <laughs> Highly prefer that. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. really good. I'm feeling really, really excited. Good. Good. So... Megan and I obviously have been working together, you know, right around two years. Um, and for the, the the reality of it is that's still a pretty condensed time to achieve what Megan's been able to achieve. It's a very condensed time. Now, you know, she's been competing for three or four years. Three, yeah. Three years. So, like, being this close to a pro card again, that's a very, very, very condensed time. Bodybuilding, in general, takes a long time to become good. So... I was fortunate enough to win my second overall, you know, during the God pod hiatus. And, you know, I've been at this six years, six and a half years. I know a lot of people who've never won an overall within their first six years, within their first eight years competing. Like, my timeline's low-key really condensed, too. But what's funny is I look back on it, I'm like, holy shit, this flew by. This absolutely flew by. And, you know, the reality is, you have to really, really, really love the process more than the result. Now, of course, 
We all love winning. It's so much fun to win and be glistening, glammed up on show day, get all the picks, have all the attention, everything. But you have to love the process of becoming a champion more than the result. You know, I had I had Maddie win the overall um, over the weekend in wellness, her first wellness show. And you know, she's kind of a perfect example of this. Is she hired me um, around a year ago? Might be, I think it were a little over a year. Um, she hired me, you know, quite some time ago, and. Every, every single seven days, if you pull up our WhatsApp and you scroll through her check-in pictures every seven days, she's improved. She's a natural athlete. No enhancements, nothing. Every seven days, she has improved. It's truly just a, a matter of, like, choosing to do so. It's choosing to improve. You're, you're, you're choosing to do the shit that you know that you have to do to become a better bodybuilder if you want to be a truly competitive bodybuilder on a high stage. You know, a lot of people aren't going to understand it. And even people listening to this podcast might not understand it if you're not into the bodybuilding world or lifestyle or whatever. But this shit truly takes an all-in effort all the time. You know, every single day is one that counts for. You have to love that process. You have to love, you know, getting up, thinking about this shit, so, you know, regimenting your entire day around how am I going to become a better bodybuilder. There's a lot of people talking. There's very few people doing. So if, if bodybuilding doesn't inherently make you feel good, you're not going to last long here. Like, what would, what would you do with your time if you didn't train? I wonder that on my rest yeah. days. I, I just... Yeah. Find shit to do, more work. Yeah, like, <laughs> imagine, imagine you just never go to the gym. That's why it's, it's odd to me when people don't go to the gym. I'm like, well, what, what do you do, like, when you get home from work? Like you, it's, just, it's, you just, like, sit? Yeah. Or what yeah. do you do before work? You just wake up? <laughs> so, I try to not be a super judgmental person. Right. Sometimes I succeed, other times I fail. I, I do judge people who don't work out or, like, have some sort of workout regimen. Just for the fact of this is this is the healthiest thing you can possibly do for your body, for your mind, for your soul, and for yourself. You only this get is one the body. Thing. You only get one. You're not going to take care of it. And like, there's a certain pride, I think, that comes with being a, a human when, you know, again, we're going to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. One of those needs is, um, you know, essentially reproduction. Like, there's a certain component of every single person, no matter what they say, because, you know, words only mean so much. Everyone cares that they look, like, naked when they're looking in the mirror. I'm like, not doing anything to make that better? That's wild. Like, that was my inherent motivation to get started in all this. It's like, man. I remember I was, like, looking in the mirror, and I was like, fuck, that's just, I'm not impressive. <laughs> I would not, not fuck me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I probably, like, I probably wouldn't fuck me. <laughs> now look at me and I'm like, dude, honestly, I'd fucking I'd pop it. I'd... No one deserves to fuck me yeah, but me. <laughs> yeah, only I get to fuck me. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh my lucky god. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but no, I feel like hilarious. this. I mean, everyone kind of gets started. I I feel like in some element yeah, so. of that, whether you need to gain muscle, lose yeah. body fat, both, whatever you need to do there. You don't just start because you love how you look. Right. No, no, that's <laughs> like true. Like those, the females even that are just more genetically gifted yeah. and kind of just have a good natural like body fat set point and yeah. don't train like they're like, fine. Like yeah, that's dope. But imagine how good you look. 
work, you know. But the, but the bigger thing is, but they don't need to because they look good without yeah. it. So why would they work hard? So every day, you know, a day can like go to shit. A day can go super wrong. And it's like you still have it to fall back on that. Fuck, you know, like I look, I, I look pretty good. Like that makes me feel good that I respect myself enough, and I I, I have done some sort of work to impress myself. Um, to accept myself further and further, love myself more by, you know, um, taking my body through strenuous efforts to like look better and, feel and practicing better. discipline. Is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, your physique, I, I mean, we talk about this all the time is like a direct correlation. Of it, that. Is. Like, it is. How if you I look, if I look at you and I, I automatically know, I can tell you a lot about your life. I agree. <laughs> Just by, I agree you know, I feel things. that way about watching people drive. God, I can tell. Driving. Yeah, I can tell a lot about someone's life, like, but based on the way they drive. If you're not in the car with us, you're an awful driver. <laughs> Just know that. Honestly, everyone's in my way. Remember, <laughs> I am the traffic. <laughs> We're not in a rush. Yeah, but we still need to get there. We still, we, we still need. There's just. You know, traffic's a man-made problem, and there's so many better ways. There's so many ways to solve it and fix it, and, like, I have all these ideas. It's just like, go. Literally, just go. <laughs> and so, so, you guys want to hear a very quick theory? A lot of you are listening to this on the car on the way home, so this could be kind of funny. So let's say you're on a three-way, three-lane three, three lane highway, right? If you're on a four-lane highway, there's no fucking reason for traffic, <laughs> dog. What in the fuck? It is how stupid humans are if it's four-way traffic. Anyways, three-way highway. All right, so the left lane is the coast lane. A, we going. Fit in or stay over in the middle lane. Fit, fit the fuck in. <laughs> Don't get over and go 12 under what everyone else is going. If the flow's 80, you're 80. <laughs> if the speed limit's 60, the flow's 80, you're 80. Okay? <laughs> if you cannot maintain your position in the left lane in a three-way highway, you stay in the middle. Okay? In the middle, we're going to go in the speed limit to five over range. In yeah, if it's middle. 60, they're going 65. That's a great place to be. Yeah. Great place to be. Sometimes you might go 7 or 8, but at that point you might as well hop on over because again, we don't want to we don't want to screw up traffic and traffic can very easily not be screwed up if everyone's on the same page and going at the exact same pace. But the okay? problem is merging. So, hey, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. So, what we are going to do in the right lane the right lane is for people who have an exit coming up within the next two miles. If your fucking exit is three miles away, why do you need to hover in the right lane? You're on a three-way, you're on a three-way highway. You, you can get, get from the left lane to the right lane to the left lane to the right lane to like 20 fucking times before your exit. You are not in a rush. And if you're going around 60 miles per hour and you're three miles away, you're about three minutes away. That's plenty of time to make a maneuver. I'm not a mathematician, but I do know that one's accurate. Fact check me. Megan's terrible at math. So, so two, two people who are in the right lane. You are in the merge lane. The merge lane is where oncoming traffic from an entrance ramp comes to merge onto the highway. It is also where outgoing traffic hits their exit ramps to get off of the highway. You are all to go exactly the speed limit, but you are to leave 
three car lengths in between you and the car in front of you with this three car lengths. This gives oncoming traffic and outgoing traffic enough space dependent on the average length of the on-ramp to the off-ramp, at least here in Texas. I've you know, thought about this a lot. This we, gives we them enough tell. this gives them enough runway to get up to 65 or 60 or 70 whatever the speed limit is. You don't have to nail it, you just have to gradually increase as you should on an entrance ramp. Then you merge and from there you choose where you go. If every lane, the middle lane leaves two car lanes, the left lane leaves one car lane, this can all work perfectly. You have to communicate using your turn signals. I just solved traffic, and everyone's nodding their head. And everyone turned off the podcast. <laughs> to those of you still listening, <laughs> back to the things I was talking about. Be a better about. driver. <laughs> yeah, and now then you won't piss me off. Good thing. Now, four-lane traffic, that left lane's for 100. <laughs> 100 plus. If you're not going 30 over, get the fuck out. <laughs> you don't have if you're not willing to go to jail right now, <laughs> get over. This is for oh, delinquents shit. only. <laughs> delinquents only. Remember earlier today, I was like, gosh, I just have a hard time following the wall. <laughs> oh, anyways, my last note about your why with bodybuilding is, the validation or companionship through bodybuilding. If if you do this and you like feel like you you need some sort of validation or need some sort of companionship, um, you know, along the way, like you hire a coach to like be a friend rather than a coach, or you hire a coach to tell you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. Um, you're not you're not going to last long. And I have had a lot of these, and you know, honestly, it's been interesting to see as the culture changes of the team. Um, you know, the more wins I accrue, it cuts these people out, like the bottom feeders, if you will. Like the people are kind of just holding on for like clout or like for dear life. They, they're like, yeah, I, I'm too uncomfortable here. Like I can't fucking keep up anymore. And dude, honestly, that's what I want. You know, as an online coach, it's something I've talked to Megan about too. As a high level online coach, dude, you, you, you kind of want to have turnover happening at a consistent pace every like maybe every quarter or every other quarter of the year because your culture is changing so much. You're replacing them with better athletes, yeah. more dedicated at working. Yeah, every single and right now, you know, I'm on a one out one in basis. Mm -hmm. And so it feels really nice to hey man, like these people are coming in, they're ready to work. So if you're on my roster and I'm about that work, like it's probably time to move on and you know find Which is something fine. else. Oh, that's great. I have yeah. no hard feelings at all. Because, you know, we're winning a lot. You know, we're two months in. You're season. actually doing a favor by not, like, continuing to release your yes, like, yes. Now we can actually be friends. Yes. I talked to Abriana about that, you know, the other day. Cause she, like, got to a point with coaching. She's like, yeah, I've achieved all my goals here. Like, I don't need to bog down your roster anymore. And I was like, dude, I need more people. Like, more people need to realize when they're doing that to a coach. Like, or I'm you've outgrown the them. Like, You're not yeah. following protocols because you've outgrown them. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But, like, what blows my mind is, like, man. All your teammates win. <laughs> How are you not hitting part of like this is the easiest thing to do? Everyone's winning. All Too much I have pressure. Is, yeah, dude. It is. And then they get into a downward spiral and they just can't handle it. But not everyone is meant to be a champion. Like you can tell. You can tell based on the work. You can tell based on the attitude. You can tell based on how they run themselves. You know, anyone who's a high maintenance client, they don't win shows. They never have ever do. Um, anyone who is just barely able to keep up. Or just like post on Instagram all the fucking time, they don't win shows. 
They never do. It's the quiet people, man. It really is. They stick their head down. They follow the protocol every single week, and they just execute at a high level. Some of Maslow's hierarchy needs. Do you know what Maslow's hierarchy needs are? Yeah, you talk about it often. I feel like I do talk about it often. Essentially, a theory of motivation, which states it's five categories of human needs that dictate an individual's behavior. Physiological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem, actualization. The first, and you know, the biggest, is the physiological needs. That's like food, water, rest, clothing, shelter, overall health, reproduction. These basic needs need to essentially be met uh, before a human can move on to the next level of fulfillment. So if you're lagging in one of these areas, then you probably don't have safety, you probably don't have love and belonging, you don't have anything after this first step, okay? The first step, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably have these down pat. Well, I don't know about reproduction. I, I don't know about anyone's sex lives. I don't fucking know. I hope you're having, you're, you're practicing great reproduction skills. I do hope that you are doing that. So let's move on to the kind of more important ones I want to talk about. The safety needs. How does this tie into bodybuilding? The love and belonging. How does this tie into bodybuilding? Safety and security is kind of like, there's one side that's violence and theft, but there's the other side that's emotional stability. Do you have much of that right now in bodybuilding prep? I think you can answer that for me. No, she does not. Well-being. <laughs> do, 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 you have, do you have much sense of well-being right now at this point in, in, in bodybuilding prep? I don't feel well. Yeah? Health security? Like, Negative. I, I feel, <laughs> financial security, you, you've built. You got that. Yeah, so feel, that's good. I, I but, good. But financial security with bodybuilding is huge, too, because, you know, this week we're going to a place that a lot of people who, you know, live more tight-knit, they got to drop 2K. So I go compete at this. Like maybe they only have, maybe that's half their bank account. That's more than half their bank account. You gotta you know, think this so, is our fourth show. Yeah. So this drains this this drains you from an emotional standpoint and a financial standpoint for a majority of these people. So if you're doing bodybuilding for the wrong reasons, which a majority of competitors honestly are, if you're doing bodybuilding for the wrong reasons. You're not going to meet number one because at some point your food gets pulled down. At some point your reproduction uh, capabilities get pulled down. And at some point your overall health gets pulled down. At another point your sufficient rest gets pulled down. Now we get into emotional stability and financial security that bodybuilding directly inhibits each. So now we go to number three, love and belonging. This is essentially a need for friendships, family bonds, with like biological family and chosen family. Um, honestly, I don't give a shit about my biological family bonds. I only really care about my chosen family bonds. <laughs> bonds being a hundred physical and emotional intimacy, ranging from sexual relationships, uh, to intimate emotional bonds. Um, that, that kind of, that's needed to achieve an elevated feeling of kinship. Um, and you know, People that are in your life, you keep around life, they have to contribute to meeting these needs. If someone's not contributing to meeting these needs, then they kind of need to be kept out of your life outside of like, you know, work setting with your, with your coworkers, right? Your esteem needs. How do you feel? What's your ego, what's your ego drive? What's your self-respect? Um, you know, how do you think others view you? 
And then finally, your self-actualization needs. Education, skill development, um, design, cooking, caring for others, uh, learning a new language, things like that. Those are all self-actualization needs. So how do, you, how do I know I am doing this for the right reasons? If you go through this Maslow's hierarchy of, of, of needs, if you don't have those without bodybuilding, then you are going to be trashed once bodybuilding comes in. And a lot of people enter this sport too premature. And that's why they get out of the sport and they just bash it. They bash it so much. But the reality is the minority is always much louder than the majority, right? Like the majority of people you talk to is like, man, bodybuilding like changed my life or like saved my life or like showed me what I'm truly capable of or honestly like what you're not capable of. Because look, we talk about this a lot. Some pe- And this is hard for me to accept. This is... My biggest flaw is this right here. My Truly my biggest flaw. Some people are meant to just scrape by. Mm-hmm. I used to believe, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, I used to believe anyone and everyone could be great. I no longer believe that. I no longer believe that at all. I don't think many people actually have what it takes to be great from in, at anything. You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you're a great athlete, if you're a great coach or something, you're probably pretty fucking good in other areas of life, right? But if you're just average everywhere, you just suck everywhere or suck at something really bad that you like claim to pour yourself into, you probably aren't very good anywhere in your life. Some people are meant to just scrape by. Not everyone's meant to win. Some people have to lose. And the people that have to lose have to lose because others are meant to win. If you're winning, it's not just one other person losing. It's hundreds or thousands of other people losing. But the reality is there has to be an emotional disassociation from them taking a loss to you taking a win. Because at the end of the day, when you're laying on your deathbed, the only really thing you have is your resume of what you accomplished within your overarching career. Right? All these people who you allowed to beat you or win or not be in competition with or all of this fucking stuff, they're not going to come save you at the end with you know their memories and their um, achievements. They can't give them to you. You have to be a competitive motherfucker. And you have to be serious about winning in all aspects of life. You have to have competency. You have to have autonomy, control over all of your situations. If you're a great bodybuilder, like Megan said earlier, the discipline you learn from it, the drive you learn from it, and just what you truly learn about how far you are able to push your capabilities, it trickles into every single area of your life. If you're a professional in one place, you're going to be a professional everywhere. And a lot of people, honestly, just really fucking suck. And it's, it's they, they suck everywhere. They suck as... Friends, they suck as partners, they suck as clients, they suck, you know, as everything, right? I feel like you and I notice it more often than... We do. Even, like, simple things of how much sense of urgency we have. Like, yeah. How is that not everything? I know, I know. I can tell a lot about someone based on, like, the way they lose when, like, they need to be urgent in a situation. It's like, oh, you are way too casual to be competitive. You do <laughs> yeah. not have what it takes. See, that's why I'm such a good driver, because my sense of urgency is so good. And yeah, I've, I'm, not, I'm not fucking late. So before you go into bodybuilding, before you dive into the deep waters of bodybuilding, be educated, know your craft, be aware. Who are you? What are you? Are you doing this for the right reasons? Or are you doing this just for some clout? And is this something that actually truly deep down? Does this actually mean something to you? 
Megan, I hope this is our last podcast as an amateur. You and me both. What are you what are you most excited about? Is it the thrill? Competing for an overall? I just I hearing I'm most excited and to feel, yeah. I'm just excited to feel that feeling because obviously yeah. I've never felt it before. Are you gonna cry? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I've been working at this for so many yeah, years. Yeah, I'm gonna cry too. <laughs> it's like it's finally like I'm I'm finally close. I feel yeah. like I've been so far for You're so long. You're knocking on the door. That it's like being this close doesn't feel real. Like, yeah. It could all be over in five days. A hundred percent. It could. Like, I keep telling myself to like, you know, you're like five days. Okay. Taking it by hour by hour yeah. at this point. But I'm trying to enjoy it because. Absolutely. I know it's going to be next Sunday in like. Yeah. Blink of it's an eye. Gone. And it's going to be gone. And then you'll never be an amateur again the rest of your life. I'll never get to compete in the NPC again. Yeah, no. Or win an overall because every day is yeah. an overall. Yeah, absolutely. And that wild. That's I've really won. cool. Yeah. Well, I'm what really are you excited. most excited for? Um, I'm excited for it. So for me, I'm very. Um, I, I I love seeing the work, kind of come to fruition for the athlete, and so, I. With every pro card or with every overall win, I've always thought about the athlete first. Like, man, what the things they went through for me, uh, you know, for this. Um, because, you know, during this process, when you're truly taking someone through the ranks to a IFBB pro card to, a prof- to become a professional athlete, you get very close to them. I do, at least, the way I coach. We get very, very, very close. Obviously, Megan and I are extremely close. Um, but you know, and, and you have to know how all far of those you can relationships, you have to know how far, but I think my favorite thing is all of my top level athletes. Th- there's, there's a mass that they, they, they know I'm going to put them in the right position and they know that we're going to land right. Not always sure how you're going to get there. And honestly, I'm not always sure how you're going to get there, but seeing the fuck the fucking Eagle land is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to think about the athlete first. I think about everything you went through to achieve this. They'll be like, fuck, that's pretty cool. Like, another pro card. We did it. Tiny ready for a pro debut. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I, I'll be on to the next one pretty fast. Because uh, what we have circled on the schedule would be really cool. Um, so, you know, we'll see. And a lot of people might listen to this podcast and be like, wow, they're talking like they already won it. And, you know, in our eyes, we did in our minds, we did. We're showing up Friday, and we think it's over. Um, we think we've done the work and put in the changes that needed to be put in to have this thing over before we even step on stage. That's fucking confidence, and we're really fucking good at what we do. So, yeah. Megan, I'm going to go ahead and just say congratulations on the half of the podcast, and we will revisit next week and see if this uh, came to fruition. Um, Congratulations when, to you, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Trophy's going to look nice Dude, it's going to look good in here. We're going we're, we're gonna to need somewhere good to fucking hang it, huh? <laughs> so for episode 178, I will see you next time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts